Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know, pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Trinity Force podcast. We have, uh, this is a Patreon episode, and uh, we have an interview with Alan from U.GG, and we have John and Kybe to help me along the way with this, so um, Alan, thanks for coming on. How's your day been, man? It's been good so far. Um, I don't know, just a, a regular work day, making sure the lights are still on. Nice. Yeah, and we appreciate you taking the time to come and talk with us. So, um, 
I mean, let's not dilly dally. Let's get right into this because we're super excited to talk to you. So first off, I guess, uh, how you know, how did you get into U.GG? You know, how'd you get into gaming in general, and what game brought you to that? If a specific game did, just tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into working with the company. Yeah, so I've basically been a long time video game player. So I started playing games. Um, my earliest memory would be like when I was four, and my dad got so i've owned probably like every or every generation of consoles, like super nintendo n64 gamecube xbox 360 um now i have a ps5 and i also had a pc um, because i wanted to make sure i had the full breadth of of game consoles um and i started playing league uh my freshman year of college when it was season one and i just got hooked on the game um, I definitely probably got worse grades than I should have got in college because of League of Legends. And I've played League uh, throughout college. Um, I actually wanted to be a game developer when I graduated. I had an uh, offer from two places. So one was Zynga, and then two was the options trading firm. And I decided that I liked money more than I wanted to make Zynga games. So I decided to work at options trading firm for two years. You didn't want to make more. You didn't want to help mafia wars continue nah, to dominate. I, the... <laughs> I went. I went to the interview and I, and I was like, "This like, yeah, I get to make games, but like, I just don't like Farmville that much, you know." Um, <laughs> so then I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, let let's like figure out this finance stuff. Finance sounds cool. Like, in a way, finance is a game too. Uh, when you look at stock market stuff, maybe." Um, but after two years there, uh, me and my, my co-founder, who was my roommate at the time, we found that even though life was great, like we had we were making money and stuff like that, it was when, when we were spending our free time, it wasn't like going out. It was just playing like League on the weekend. That's what we were doing. Um, and we were still hanging out with our friends by playing. And what kind of really made us decide to like quit our jobs and pursue some like sports type startups, we went to the lcs finals in at madison square garden which was like clg versus and i was a big tsm fan at the time and they got like 3-0'd um and so it was very <laughs> devastating my, my co-founder shingo just like ragged on the entire trip back but we went we went to the event and we found that there were so many people there um and we were so there's the crowd was so energetic and we we're like why don't we build something for for people that play video games that's where we spent a lot of our time or our free time um so it just made sense like what if we do something so we quit our jobs um and we just started working on like esports related products we we're like we want to be an esports but we don't know what to do and this is obviously what most people in startup world tell you not to do but we're like whatever we'll, we'll just figure it out um so we built a couple of different products that ultimately failed we spent like about a year just building random and then eventually we got onto u.gg and the reason why we kind of started it was um we saw that there were other apps in the space like mobilitics and champion i when i was playing a lot of league i used champion gg pro builds um as well as op.gg um what we what i found was that um champion gg specifically was lagging like they wouldn't update their champion stats until like three days after a patch hit um hmm. and they also had some of their roles Oh, should we? Fix 
Uh, just waiting for, I think Kai might have had some issue here, but um, we, we can keep going. Yeah, he's back. Keep going, yeah. I've never heard of Champion.gg. I actually oh, don't really? look it up right now. No, I'd never heard of it. Yeah, they, they got acquired by Blitz.gg now, or or they're acquired by TSM, and Blitz.gg owns them, but now they're like kind of dead. Their site's kind of dead right now. Um, yeah, I'm on it right now, and it's definitely uh, not as good as your site, I will say. Yeah. So we, oh, it actually, I looked up, actually, sorry to interrupt you again. I, I looked up myself, like my own profile, and it referred me directly to blitz.gg. So they're not even using the site anymore. Yeah. So um, also what I noticed was that on Champion GG, they were incorrectly assigning roles. And so what I saw was they were saying Aurelian Skull was a jungler because probably he's like roaming a lot in the early, early <laughs> game. But I knew it was wrong because he wasn't running Smite. Like, the build that they recommended wasn't Smite. Like, it's... Um, so then we decided, hey, why don't we do this and we can do it better, make it correct, make it fast, and give the data. So that's how we made u.gg. Initially, we were called ugetgood.com, and then nobody could spell get good. So we're like, all right, u.gg. Let's just make it u.gg. Everyone can spell it, and we'll be shorter than opgg. It'll be the shortest URL. That's how the kind of story. I like it. Okay, that's really sweet. Yeah, thanks for running us through all of that. Um, yeah, it's it's just. I mean, that's a really cool story of how it all got founded. And then, what for those early projects, and then for the start of U.GG, were you guys doing the coding yourselves to set it up, or were you, you know, like hiring or outsourcing some of like the coding to start up the projects? Yeah, I for, I think for like the beginning projects, it was basically me for the projects before u.gg once we started getting into u.gg we had a little bit of funding based on our previous project um so it was mostly three developers start that built the first section, including oh sweet yeah that's really cool okay so um what would you say uh like What's the mission in the core of the company? Like you talked about bringing stats to some people and doing it better than some other sites that weren't doing it as well as they should be. But like, what's the what's the mission of the company, mm -hmm. really? So we try to simplify it and just be like, UGG provides stats to help players win more at League of Legends. Um, before, I would say we were very focused off focused at tier lists and builds, where we kind of started, and now we're mm -hmm. moving into profiles. Um, live game, the other kind of tools that exist in the system, we're trying to um, gather all of those. So, but we want to have the best stats to make you win. Okay, gotcha. I definitely find that I like you. I, I didn't ask you on because I like U.GG more than otherwise, because, I mean, I and most people have tried multiple different sites of what they prefer and different uh, client overlays, too, if people go for them. I, I personally like U.GG the most, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's great, and you, you definitely have been accomplishing that mission somewhat, um, or for the most part. Yeah, Eric's a homer. <laughs> Eric tries to get everybody in community game not to use it. Yeah, well, you should. It's great. It's the greatest website. I, <laughs> and whenever we're doing uh, patch notes as well, when we run through that stuff, I have it on the, the screen as well for the stream. And then I'm looking at, um, you know, like, oh, you know, this, because we're usually recording the, like, after the patch has already dropped, like, seeing, okay, so how did they do 
you know, how'd this champion do this patch and how they do that patch and just comparing them across and we, I'd use your application for it. Cause it's, uh, e like it, it's, you know, it's got great fonts and things like that. And it, and it, and it is very clear to the eye, but it also gets across the information you're looking at pretty effectively. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Eric, you knew that I was going to ask this. What's up? Okay. So Alan to become completely converted, uh, first off, Anytime I go on any of the browser sites like op.gg or u.gg, always prefer u.gg, of course. However, <clears throat> personally, I have been using Blitz application. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I use Blitz, and Eric calls me an idiot because of this, is because I have a vertical monitor. And for whatever reason, the u.gg application. Oh, he dropped out. Well, see, he was going to say, hey, oh, there you go. You're back, Kyve. I Okay, that's happened twice now. I'm not sure what's going on. You could just keep your video off if it's a bandwidth issue, then perhaps. Okay. That's okay. fine. Well, the only reason that I've been using Blitz is because of the vertical monitor. And when I when I pull up the U.GG app, it will only allow me to see like a third of the. It only occupies like a third of the screen, and it doesn't stretch the way uh, that Blitz will. So. Okay. If we if we will if that, that was if that was implemented, I would switch the second it's implemented. Okay, we will we will make sure that it works for vertical. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't think we were gonna turn this into our gripes about u.gg or no, whatever. it's not. Yeah, it's, I mean that's... it's not a, it's 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 not necessarily a gripe, but a way to get more users. I know that's what I like. Want to figure out how to get. Yeah, for sure. I will say, like, yeah, I have noticed. I have it on the, the screen right now. Is there's some issue there? There had I like was trying to figure out a good way to put our video and the the app alongside, but there is some restriction on some of the the overlay, um, and it's on the screen right now. And I'm just showing this right here. But yeah, there there are some issues with that. Oh Jesus, I minimized everything accidentally. But um, but overall, like, it's still. I, I think it provides the best analytics of what I've seen across. But um. You know, talk since Kai brought it up a little earlier than I was planning on, but it's all good. Uh, what, um, you know, how do you? Well, I guess first off, stats. Like, where does it come from? Where do these stats come from? Does yeah. Riot release them? Do they send you spreadsheets? Like, is that is that how it works? Like, where does it all come from? Yeah. So everyone gets their stats from the same source, which is Riot. They have an API. Um, so they provide like an API key that every developer has access to, and each API key has a a rate limit for how many matches people at time. I'd say of the the big players like with CPG, IGG, um, probably like Lawlytics, Mobilytics as well. Everyone has like the similar rate limit, and everyone's grabbing the stats from right. So when you're saying rate limit, does that mean like the amount that you're? Are you paying them for that, or is is that like a download speed, or what is that? Oh no, that's just like the speed for the API, so let's say you can get 500 calls per 10 seconds. Um, just mm -hmm. like you can't pull every single stat like like all at one time because mm -hmm. they'll probably like, break right servers. Um, sure. So they just have like a cap on how much data you can transfer. Kind of like a bandwidth cap. Okay, interesting. That's pretty cool. So um, yeah, I mean, let's, uh, I mean, I don't know, like I'm just, yeah, I was curious about where it gets its data from. So then outside of that, where they give you, a, a, well, I guess for the key, do you have to, 
do they give it out for free to the big players or do you have to you know pay them monthly like how does yeah how do you so have no, that key there's no fee for the key it actually used to be um i would say probably like i want to say five years ago it was very um open um they really wanted to support third party applications um so pretty much anybody could apply like you have to make an application for the key and then you'll sure. get a key um it was it was a lot um, more open to everyone. Now you can still make an application for a key. I feel like the process is a little bit more limited, um, and they want to keep it so small. Um, but I believe it's still possible to make an application for a key. You can go to the developer portal right now and then make an application project work on approve it. Okay. Um, gotcha. For basic use cases, there's like a development key. So you can you can use the development key, but the problem is that the rate limit um, is really low. It's like something like 10 calls per second or something. So it's really hard to get like aggregated statistics of all the matches played. Like you can get a sample. You could get just Eric's, um, but it'd be hard to get. Those are the only ones that matter. Yeah, That's all that yeah. people so need. You just base your tier list <laughs> off of what Eric played and then... And then Okay. So what's that, outside of that, uh, the key that you have with them, what sort of, what does your relationship look like with Riot? Is there, um, do they have like uh, offices dedicated to helping improve the quality of data or specific stats that you're looking for? Or like, what does that relationship look like? Yeah. Um, I think before they had a specific team that did like third party development. So uh, we worked pretty closely with someone called Gene at the time in Riot they were on this team to work with third-party relationships. Um, recently, I believe they've been moved off of that team, or that team no longer exists. Um, but we still have a point of contact to try to talk to regularly to improve features we have, or like when we implement jungle time or spell track. Is this okay? Like, can we do this, or or, or is this fine? Like, what what works within your guidelines? Um, so we try to make sure we we are. Um, preemptive in asking for these things um but th things are subject to change like they might say you know next week like jungle timers no nobody should have jungle timers nobody should have the duo tags stuff like that um it's up to their um, restrictions but we just try to keep an active communication to make sure that we're not going to get any players banned Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that it's that I won't get banned for that because when recently, like in the last few months, when you implemented the summoner spell tracker, I was like, oh, this feels like it's a little bit more than that because it almost seems like when you watch you know YouTube videos of people that are uh, scripting, like they they get that automatically tracked. I was like, uh, this isn't. I'm not scripting or anything, but this feels a little bit like uh, I don't know if this would be allowed. But I'm I'm glad to hear that you do that. I won't get banned for that. Yeah, selfishly. We definitely <laughs> asked them back and forth for this spell, summoner spell tracker. Um, what we found, like we saw some other apps using, or ha making one, so we're like, okay, if they can make it, like, can we make it? Because I think it's helpful, but at the same time, it is like bordering on that line of, well, now you don't have to count flash timers and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so we want to make sure. Um, but we also we also want to be on that line of. Well, if it is allowed, then we should give it to our But if, if they say it's not allowed, we'll take it off. Um, but but it doesn't feel like we should prevent our users from having the same if some benefit. Yeah. 
That makes sense for sure. Yeah, and it's pretty easy yeah. to like you know take off if you don't want to have it there too. If it's like, you know. Yeah, and even like uh, I know that when I stream for community nights or otherwise or whatever, uh, they're not that those overlays are not being shown directly on my stream, and maybe that's just a setting that I would have to change. But by default, then if someone's streaming, then they're not getting you know it's not like they could be stream sniped or anything to see their the jungle tracking or that they're using these summoner spells to interrupt a lot more of what they're uh what they're seeing which is also nice as well yeah like there's been stuff that i've i've turned off but and you know have a default where you have to hold tab or show and hide like there's a lot of good customization for if people don't want too much information or too little but um yeah it's i like the overlay a lot um so i guess speaking in uh because we were talking about other stat sites a little bit so how do you think that U.GG ranks up to its competitors. I mean, the ones that come to mind for me are Porofessor, Mobilytics, and OP.GG. You mentioned Lawlytics um, and Blitz as well. But like, how do you think you stack up? And then what are um, what are areas that you'd like to improve? Or you know, just open question like that. What do you think? Yeah. So when we started out with U.GG, I think one of our main benefits was like simplicity of designs. Um, at the time, this was before Mobilix actually has their build the way that we have them. Um, but at the time, I feel like OPGG offered two different types of they had like highest pick rate and highest win rate, which is kind of what they might have still. Um, and we thought, hey, what if we just found one build to recommend to players per champion per role? Um, so we really wanted to make the design easy to and fit on one page. So um, the problem that we were fixing was a player, when they enter into champion select, let's say you're like the last player or, or something, you kind of want to be able to pick all your runes and all your um, setups in like 30 seconds. So we want to display the information from top to bottom. Here's your runes, here's your summoners, here's like your skill tree, here's your items. And we want to display that really um, um So I think that's where we started. And then what we actually found really quickly was that people wanted to play whatever they wanted. So that's why we have so many filters on like, here's plat plus, here's like different roles. Um, when we launched U.GG, we actually only put picked the most popular roles. So for example, if it was Rengar, we're like, okay, like Rengar has jungle and maybe top lane, right? Mm -hmm. But doesn't play 80 or support. So, or like it's low game count. So we'll just like yeah. not show those. Um, but then people were asking, they're like, hey, I. I really want like a Taric ADC build. And we're like, what? Like, why? Why does this person <laughs> want Taric ADC? But then we're like, why not? Like, just give them, like, we only have five games of Taric ADC. But you know what? Here you go. Here's the best Taric <laughs> ADC build that we have. Um, so I think that kind of put us apart from other people where it's like, whatever you want to play, we'll give it to you. We can't guarantee that it's actually good, but like, we'll, we'll try to give you something. Um, so that's why you can see like the the number of builds of it. Um, I think yeah. we're. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say uh, since you brought up, I was just been like while you've been talking, I've been putting up the different parts of the application on the screen here and showing what you're talking about, like highlighting it as you're talking about it. But I looked up Taric ADC. Um, so far on this patch, there are eight. Uh, there are eight matches, and <laughs> it's. You say it's not good, but it has a fifty percent oh. win rate. So okay. I mean it. That's better than a lot of stuff that people play on the regular. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's why, like, our users know best, you know? 
Um, but it does display the little triangle that says low sample size. Give the people and that's that warning want. you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. People want. I I think like, um, we started out being. I don't know if you guys play Magic the Gathering, but they have like this this um they have like their categories of players like um spikes are players that want to win and and we kind of focused on those players first um so we thought hey people want to play top tier list champions they want to play builds with high win but then when we actually built out that product people are like that we want that fringe stuff we want to play i, I want to play you know you're a um rengar and graves player so it's like we give you whatever whatever specifically you want whether or not Rengar is good on Patrick. Um, but uh, to answer your question, you said you're asking about what does Ferris do well. I think yeah. um, OPGG has always been great for profiles, and so we have been really trying to improve our profile offering. Um, we were one of the first people to make LPs per um, game as part of our application. Um, there's still some issues with it that we're ironing out. Like everyone, we sometimes like have some question mark um but we're, we're gonna fix that um and we also um tried to make the make design improvements um but profiles is a tough one because opgg's been so good in that space for so long i feel like they're like the coca-cola profiles and it's yeah. just like yeah. hard to transfer um similarly i think corefest is really good for live games their tags are are great um, so we want to see if we can also have great tags or improve that live game experience. And um, I think Mobilytics is has a pretty good app, um, from what I understand, in terms of performance. So that's the things that we care about for our app is um, now that we have the basic functionality down, we want to nail those other features like making it work on vertical screens, different different monitors, and making sure the performance doesn't affect players. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's a great rundown, and I've been looking up some of what you've been saying. Uh, I will say, as I looked, I have I'm just using uh, Kybe's uh, match history for so if people can see that, I've just been using his match history on all the different sites, and um, and he's doing okay, but uh, as to be expected. No, <laughs> but, no, okay. I hope you're yeah, don't don't even say that. You have to you have to bring up the fact that I popped off on a Victor game earlier. And really? Do you mean the the one where you lost fourteen LP according to you dot gg? Uh, yes, and I also went like fifteen and three and ten, and my jungle and top ran it down when a cane built Gore Drinker, and then Dead Man's Plate and Titanic Hydra. So yeah, I I, I'm not taking credit for that loss, even though I should. I mean, you were ranked as the MVP of your team, I will say, but uh, you know, you still lost fourteen LP, and the previous game to that, you lost previous ranked game you also lost 14 lp i know so it's a sad time yeah and and this UWG is the only one i'm seeing with the actual the lp uh per game that are on there like mobilytics has it on there but sometimes but on those games where i'm looking it's got the question mark and it's you know due to riot api call limits as you were saying there might be some issues there but um yeah so okay since we're talking about the the scores and stuff so Kybe got a 91 on that game. I'm not asking about this game specifically, but he says that he carried, and there would be some stats that would uh, work towards that. Like, you know, he had a high CS per minute, he had a high damage per minute, he had a high um, KDA, but what uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we went live. What is, sort of stuff goes into those calculations about the, the carry score, how well you did? Mm -hmm. 
yeah, so we put, um, we have a couple of guys that put a lot of thought into what actually makes it scary. Um, so, um, Eric on our team who kind of designed thought about these six areas um, that are that are labeled in the scoring tab of gold share, damage share, level difference, kill participation, vision score. Um, how it works in the background is gold share, most of these things are objective. Like your gold share is a number of how much gold that you got compared to the rest of your teammates. Um, but then we take that number and compare to your ELO and also what how many minutes so when we when we compare your goal share we're trying to compare it to something very similar um of all of the matches that are your elo and um of the same game because goal share at 10 minutes can be very different from goal share at like 15 sure once we do that we create like a normal distribution of what those games are expected to be and see how many standard deviations that you range from so I believe that there are instances where you can get up, um, like, for 100 is, like, the cap. I think we might cap it off at 100. In the past, we played around with what if you could exceed the cap and be, like, 110, um, something like that. Um, but I'm not sure if it, it overdoes the cap now. I think, like, it's, like, if you're too many standard deviations above, which, like, okay, you're 100. Um, and then we average all of these stats together to get your carry um, but I guess the main thing is that we make sure we try to compare your match to matches that are Gotcha. Okay. I, so, uh, as of at least your current build, I do see that you can go uh, over a hundred cause yeah. I have 102 on a fiddle six game from okay. two weeks yeah, ago. I had 103 on one game. Yeah. Okay. So then it, it is possible that we just calculate the standard deviations above, um, and we normalize it at seven. Gotcha. So if you have okay. you know, two standard deviations above. Um, fifty. The fifty normally that is a normal distribution is just a, and then sure. Then wow. So then I'm feeling a lot less good about my game I played earlier, where I have a seventy-seven. I mean, we stomped. I was playing Pantheon Jungle, which feels decent, by the way. But mm -hmm. I got a seventy-seven, and I I thought I was playing a lot better than I did, but apparently not. But that's why these sort of stats, and that's why this is really helpful to see, because it gives you further insight on what you did well, what you didn't do well on, and comparatively, yeah. Yeah, and some of the stats are, I would say, like, our approach is, um, it can it can kind of normalize more because we're using these normalized distributions. So having a 75 isn't bad, especially when your teammates are doing well. So like, our stats, yeah. like, bull share, damage share, if everybody else is doing hella damage, but you're also doing hella damage, you can still have an average damage just because everyone on your team. Um, sure. Yeah. No, that's a good point to bring up. I appreciate that. Wait, Eric. What's up? You said your your carry score was what? I thought it was 77 on my most recent no, game. No, you said you had a fiddlesticks of a 10 what? A uh, 102. And John, you had what? Uh, I mean, this game was a while ago. On vision score, right? On one particular stat? Oh, okay, no. No, I'm looking at like the overall score. Yeah, my overall oh. was 102. Oh, yeah, then you really carried... Did you feel Yo. like you really carried that? <laughs> that game? Yeah. For my, for mine, yes, but their Elise jungle was also running it down and literally inting after a little bit when she didn't get ahead because I tracked her and then counter-ganked her and stuff. So I had some assistance, mm -hmm. but yeah. 
I'm gonna yeah, need that's... you guys to get your carry scores up, okay? Because you see, if you look at my profile, you'll see a fat 106 here on a Lux mid game, baby. We're just gonna Gosh, ignore a... the fact that it's in silver. That's not important. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are, you know, as long as you're you're doing good for your like the stats show how you're doing, as Alan said, compared to people playing similar stuff and in your respective elos so even if it's in silver there's i mean silver is where most of the players are it's silver gold that's where most of the player base is i'm average yeah you're above average in silver. my mom my mom likes to tell me i'm special so i guess i'm above average in some people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh we talked a bit about like uh we talked a bit about different stuff that you guys do, but um, and you talked about how some of like the themes that you're looking to improve in the the future. Are there any specific like new features that you're planning to roll out that you're willing to tell us? If not, I totally respect that you may want to just keep people on their toes, or it's too early in development to talk about it. Yeah, um, I think the thing that I do want to talk about are um, because they've been such a staple of build. That's like our main thing. We want to we're we're looking into like having more builds. Um so right now we give you the meta build, um, but we want to have options for AP builds, for crit builds, for um like different variations of I think one time when I was playing Varus, playing in the classroom, and the meta build at the time was the lethality build. Uh but what happened was the enemy team was running all sorts of tanky ass like you know volibears, bears malphites etc and i was like this would be way better right now even even though it's not the meta build it would be way better for my team if i just ran like a crit um like a completely crit attack um but because i was using you know u.gg i was like but like where do i find this like you know i maybe i could use pro build stats you know to to figure out what pros are doing with with um the crit build but I think like that's something that we want to offer is what if we give different variations. Um, I think this also would make it more fun in A RAM where there's a lot of build variation. Um, so we'll have like AP regular or like things that are AP nasty. Mm -hmm. Like I, that might be meta right now, but we'll have regular nasty or all the different stuff. Um, the first thing that we're rolling out is just separating the canes. That's been always been a problem. Um, yes. Yeah. So we're gonna have you know red cane and blue cane. So we'll make sure that those are split out, and then we'll go from there. To Oh, that would be awesome yeah. for splitting out canes. Because when you look on any stat site, you see, uh, especially when like you know blue cane building bruiser was a thing. Okay, I see gore drinker. Is this blue cane? Is this mm -hmm. red cane? I have no idea which one they're going at. So it's like, for cane specifically, he's been one that stat sites across the board, not just U.GG, have been have had extreme difficulty relative to other champions offering uh, helpful insights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, in the past, um, Riot actually didn't include stats like whether it was red cane or blue cane. Uh, but they actually added that information maybe in November of last year. Um, and then it's just been, re like it's kind of like reworking our system because we have everything set up like one champion is one champion. And now we have to be like, one champion is actually one champion. You know, it's it's kind of like a little messy um, in, our, in our code. Um, but I think we're close to it. We'll separate that out and then make sure we can separate all the other types of champions. That's super cool. That would That's like one thing, because um, we were talking about this a little, like how sometimes with the, like Rengar, 
I'll go either assassin or um, bruiser, and having a just like seeing the different options is something that definitely appeals to me. I was gonna ask. I just looked it up just to see about uh, you know other weird variations of things because Kane has the transformation. But I was thinking like Kazix evolution. But you actually have it on here. I wasn't aware that that was a thing. It's like here's the the standard evolution order. It's right above where the where you're you know the the ability sequence and maxing which is is really cool i wasn't aware that that's there yeah we we added that a little bit later and it is kind of hidden but we have that for cosmic picture and who have evolved evolved um... gotcha okay that's really cool yeah um that's yeah i mean i i'd love to i'd love to see that especially because like i i dabble in and out of cane specifically so i'm super excited to see that and then when i dabble try and dabble in it's like okay if i see if i see prowler's claw i know it's the blue cane mm -hmm. but if i see anything else i have no goddamn idea which cane it is and uh i'm excited to see that so i can't wait for you to roll that out i'll definitely be using that feature that's so sweet yeah um okay so thanks for telling us some of that i, I can't wait for that um so uh, I know that there's – so when you're saying that uh, – talking about the, um, the, the data that Riot feeds for those specific keys that you have, um, um, I, I, my, I assume that every stat site is – I mean, you're getting the same data from the same central spot. So is there – because when I look at, you know, like different scores or um, different stats about performance across the different platforms – I'm assuming then the only differences on how someone measures like, uh, um, you know, performance scores. So like my Pantheon game, for example, I looked it up on like one other one because I saw I got a 77 on U.GG and I looked it up on like uh, Mobilitics and saw that I had like a 94 or something. So are the do you, the differences in statistics specifically for that, but I guess also for, for win rates and pick rates, those vary a bit stat site to stat site. Is that just what this you know what that site chooses to put in um like how do you explain differences in the stats specifically i guess more for win rates and pick rates because those i mean there's a true number for those yeah. so how how those would be calculated yeah um so i think that's so for the second one for the performances of players i believe every um company has their own thoughts about like how what they want to take into account so that's sure. why those ones vary a lot. Like the OPGG performance. Um, so those will be, those are mostly actually generated by us, and we okay. figure out what. Now that the win rates in tier list, I think, is really interesting. I think it's the thing that a lot of people have questions about. Um, so um, I'll, to simplify the problem, I'd say, like, if we took a look at just one match, you know, then. Um, let's say there were two plat players and eight gold one so like two plat four players and eight gold um mm -hmm. there's a couple ways you could actually make the um win rates based off of so if you want to do something where you say well every i want to treat every plat player as um or, or to backtrack one step for our stats we have plat plus our default um tier listing so if we only wanted to count the plat players then technically in plat plus if we had a, a sample size of just one match we would have a hundred percent win rate for let's say you know rengar and um a top laner mouth fight in plat plus so just like 100 percent, right but then if you look at our gold um filter 
you would see as like a you know let's say five gold players are on the opposite team it'd be like zero percent for five of the players and then zero or one one hundred percent for three of the remaining gold players. but then you would do some math and be like this doesn't make sense because the average of all of these stats for the eight players is um actually less than 50 right so when we were thinking about that problem we're like well so we want to consider every match and average the rank on that match and then consider that match as a gold so if we had two plat players and eight gold players we would say this is considered a gold game by average elo and therefore we will consider this entire match in gold category so that when you do the average over all the gold matches the win rates of all the champions should be um, otherwise you have run into some situation where the higher rank the player is um, they tend to win more so some sites if they if they choose it based on the rank of the player then challenger players for example win 60% of the time if you average all the challenger rankings um, like if you set the filter to challenge then it'll it'll be like 60 um, which is fine I think it's like just different ways of how you want to look at first um, but it I think by default players our opinion is that players want to see, um, let's baseline everything to 50 And then so if we see something 55% or something, we know like relatively how much better that is currently. Um, and that's like our process for doing. Um, the other problem that people can run into is when do you take ELO of a player? So when you have a match and you say there's two plat players, um, when were they gold and when were they flat? So you can, it's because of the rate limits of the API, you don't want to pull the match and then pull 10 ranks of every player um, because this can be expensive. So usually you want to cache the, the player rank for a period of time and say, you know, Eric is a plat player. Um, we'll remember this for, you know, 24 hours and then um, make sure like we'll rank every match that he is in, we'll consider him to be flat. But, you know, it's possible you demote within the first match and you're actually gold one for nine matches, but we, we thought we were calculating you as a flat. Um, so there are some times when the data won't be consistent between all of the different companies. Those are more like technical, like what can we do with the limitations? Um, what do we think? Okay. Yeah. Thanks for walking us through that. I didn't even consider the, the complexities and all of that, but that, that was really great to walk through and I, I now I understand more why when I'm looking at uh different champions there's you know different win rates different pick rates different ban rates that sort of stuff and um that's that's really cool yeah, yeah. I think the other thing is for ban rates some um companies decide whether to do it out of 200 percent or 100 percent because you can ban the same champion on both sides um technically mm -hmm. um so we we just say if like Yasuo has been banned even if it's twice we count it as like he has been banned this week. so it's like one out of one whereas uh, technically sometimes you can some websites have more than a hundred percent ban because like yeah. you could technically ban more than a hundred i remember when samira was first released depending on the site yeah she had like 114 or 130 percent ban rate on someone i was like how how in the hell is that possible because i'd never seen one then it's like oh well each team is banning her more often than they're not okay that makes sense yeah God, Samira on release. That was disgusting. Yeah, I'm just okay. pushing buttons um, and crazy things are happening. Seriously, <laughs> one of the most overpowered releases, I would say. Uh, 
yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, less about some of the stats, but more just, you know, about like the, the company and the, um, uh, overall, like how do you generate the revenue that you need? Is it only from, cause on the screen I have like my application and there's, I don't have the pro version. So there is an ad running for, um, apparently powerful congestion relief mm. right now. Um, <laughs> but like, how do you, is it only ads that you generate is, and then also from pro version subscription, like how else, uh, how do you generate revenue for the company? Yeah. I would say majority of the revenue, I want to say like 95 plus percent is from advertising. Um, and then there is some amount from the pro subscription, but most people don't sign up for pro, which is fine. Um, cause currently we only offer, you know, ad free. And it is very helpful for people that sign up for, for ad-free. Um, but we definitely make um, everything from ads and it's sustainable. We're profitable. So everything's good. Um, if you have ads on, if you have ad block because it runs too slowly, that's also okay. We've always been about user experience first and foremost. Um, we just want the ads so we can uh, keep the lights on. But everything's going great right now. So if you're okay. on ad block, we're okay with that. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I don't have ad block to block the ads specifically for me, but I do. I do see ads, which are um, interesting to see what gets advertised to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't actually control that. The like what gets shown to you. So like the ad network is something else where basically they programmatically generate um, which ads to show you. Um, so we have no control over that technically. Um, we do have control if there's like direct sold ads. So like that can be a situation where let's say Coca-Cola is like, hey, UGG, we really like your app and we want Coca-Cola to be part of your app. We can serve that app ad um, directly. Um, but otherwise, usually it's just the machine that's spitting out ads. We don't. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> that makes sense, yeah. Um, so I guess... Uh... I mean, the only other thing that I can think of of the notes, because we've kind of run through all these, but then we can, you know, talk about whatever else as well, is, uh, like, we haven't talked so much about, um, you know, the desktop client as much. I mean, we've talked about some of the features, but um, your desktop client is, I'd say, relatively new, I would think, mm -hmm. compared to some of the other ones, because I, I used Mobilitics for a bit, but honestly, I gave up Mobilitics because even on, uh, on my on my laptop that I used to play on, it was, it had some performance issues, but mm -hmm. that laptop was pretty old. But now even on my, uh, my gaming PC that I bought, it was causing, uh, low frame rates and issues like that actually in game. And that's the reason I, I swapped over. Like, how do you think that your the, just the desktop client, like as a whole has, uh, you know, like, have you seen it been growing like exponentially, like, you know, how do you think it's performing, um, compared to like your expectations when you launched it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we launched it pretty quickly. Um, I think our first launch for a desktop app was November of last year. Um, mm -hmm. And we spent maybe like two, three months to build the initial version of it. And it's performed amazing, way past our expectations. We knew that like a lot of people had desktop apps, um, but we were always hesitant. Not we were hesitant to do it, but we wanted to make sure our website was really solid. Um, and that people, because I feel like a lot of people find out about UDIGG through browsing. And there are people who prefer just browser than like downloading a, a client, especially when they feel like it's not going to work. It, you know, like if we can get um, yeah. But because all of the competitors have desktop apps, we're like, well, let's try it. Um, I think like the main two things that people really 
appreciate about the fab apps that are not possible on u.gg would be one is like the rune imports um being able to import them directly into your game um and then two is like the jungle timers and like other overlay features but specifically the jungle timer a lot of um so we when we made the app um we got a lot of downloads i think we have close to like a million downloads now on on the overwolf app store um so it's doing great and we want to continue invest in it and make sure that for us i think the first key is to reach feature compatibility with all the features that other apps provide um mm -hmm. and also work on reliability so like you're saying like the performance issues you have with mobilelytics or um there are times in the past where blitz gg would have specific issues things like that i think that can turn away a user you know like really quickly like if especially the performance if this is dropping frames that's not going to be good you know like in, in any situation um so those are the things we want to iron like can we make sure that of the things that a player wants make sure those things run really really um past that you know we can add features and and other stuff on top but first just get people what they want and do it really yeah, I think that that that's that's great, and I haven't noticed any performance issues. But like, I remember when when I used to use Mobilytics, because Mobilytics, the the only time that I really look at it is because they have, I'd say, like some of the most in depth stats and statistical analysis. But they, uh, yeah, I would open it and then look at stuff, and then I would like close the app and like disallow it from working and then afterwards I'd open it again and that would just be really really fucking annoying so I wouldn't <laughs> I didn't like doing that but um John and Kai I know you guys have used different desktop apps and stuff have you used the u.gg one and if so like what do you think of it uh I've used to see in the past I've used Poro Professor before I thought that was pretty good for uh like you were saying like in game the overlay was pretty good and the one thing that I think they would do is like they would have like the uh, like most common build like in game, and then they would do like uh, like you could look at pro builds as well, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and then I mean, I like U.GG. I like the uh, just regular um, like desktop browser for U.GG. Um, I just think it looks really clean. Like it's super easy to use, and it looks really clean. Um, so, I mean, that's why I like using it. It's super, super straightforward. Um, it's also, like like you're saying, it's clean. It's really nice on the eyeballs because, like, if it's, you know, in the evening I'm playing Clash and I open op.gg, I'm, like, blinded by the whiteness yeah, of it true. immediately. But having, like, this, the, you know, I'd say, like, an obsidian purple or whatever that color would be, <laughs> yeah. like, that's a, it's, it's very pleasing to the eyes as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um... I guess this isn't something that I prepared, but I, I, maybe maybe you don't have an answer for this. Maybe this isn't something that you've considered so much. But how do you, because uh, there's a there's a player base in league that have issues with like color color differentiation. Mm -hmm. How do you tackle accessibility or things like that? Yeah, um, we haven't yeah. like specifically, um, I'd say, done and like there's no like toggle for player accessibility. However, I believe our designer actually is like color like a red green colorblind to some degree so maybe like in his design he chooses things that naturally work out for people um but we don't we haven't done anything specifically um like that but that's a good point you could consider like having a toggle just to transform colors the orange blue versions 
uh, that that they do in the I keep colorblind mode on in League all the time, and I, I don't have color differentiation yeah, issues, I but it's, keep it on it's yeah, I like the, the orange. It's so much nicer. Yeah, yeah. It's so much nicer. And then I see a stream, and it's not colorblind mode. I'm like, wait, the, the, the health bar is supposed to be green, not yellow? This is what I've been seeing for like eight years or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even even if there isn't a, a toggle on here, like I, uh, I, in my personal life and my work, I deal with accessibility on mm -hmm. different stuff like that because I'm a data analyst and I do uh, like visualization design. And, and even with like a lot of these fit the color contrast that like uh, that my my company would be happy with, they would say like, oh, you know, this has a decent, this has a good enough contrast, like, cool, we're good to publish this to the public. It's, it, it's a good design for that. For, for people who are, have visual accessibility issues, I'd say like u.gg is definitely um, a good one to go for, for that. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of the stuff that we had prepared, but uh, what, um, I don't know, Kai, John, do you have, questions here because we kind of ran through all of these not even needing i didn't even need to force many transitions at all yeah, yeah usually you're like usually we can't get him to shut up now that's true I, I do talk about that's true i do go on and endlessly vamp sometimes like sometimes i'll just be talking with my girlfriend and she'll just kind of like stare at me and i'll be going on for like two or three minutes and there's been times as well with the pod where people can tell if they've listened to it at the end it's just like i'm having trouble shutting myself up to end it and i just keep vamping over and over and i'll stop because now i'm doing the same sort of thing and i can just keep going yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean happy to answer other questions uh, I guess one thing is, what other, because we've only talked about League specifically, oh, does yeah. U.GG offer uh, insights for other games? Um, you know, what's the, what what do other games in U.GG look like? Yeah, so currently we only offer League of Legends, but we are working on other um, Riot-related products. So the first thing that we're doing, we are working on like a Valorant application. Um, and then we hope to tackle like, like a different game. Um, and we do have a couple other games that we are thinking about exploring, but we want to make sure we're focused on just League and Valorant right now. Um, sure. We decide. You said For other Valor Riot stuff. I was yeah. really hoping that I was going to get some some inside scoop on the MMO coming oh, up. Oh, no, no, no. They, you know, it's kind of funny because we were talking with them and we knew about some like interesting stuff they were doing like while they were doing it but they always kept the hush hush and my friend my friend works at riot like as a developer i think he was working on legend of frontera and he's like yeah like we're coming out with some, you know like it'll be it'll be good i'll be like okay i'm waiting like i'm excited like riot games will finally be riot games um yeah so it's no i we don't have other information for the other games yet um we'll be focusing on the stuff that Legends of Runeterra, but Runeterra actually doesn't have as extensive of a API um, compared to the other three games, so that's why that one. When they launch uh, additional games, because there was a decent amount of games that have been launched recently, do they give you or the other stat sites like a little bit of a heads up like a month or two before they announce or even before to say, hey, we're going to launch this? this may be something you're interested in developing stats or starting to work on the back end for this. Do they give you a heads up or no, you're in the dark as well? Yeah, they've actually partnered with specific websites in the past. Um, so I believe they partnered with Mobilitics when Runeterra came out. So they had like all the access 
to all of the cards and stuff beforehand. So when they launched, um, they pointed at MobileX and was like, hey, if you guys want to take a look at the cards outside of the game client, you can go to this website. Um, I think when CFC came out, they, they were communicative, communicative with us. Like, here's how the API is going to work. Like, you can apply for it here. Um, so it's definitely like a conversation. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like they will partner with people that they think will help with um, more simply launching the game. And in the past, they were more about like allowing third parties to develop these tools. Um, I think they're... You know, like Riot used to have their own match history, um, like NA League of Legends slash match or something. But hmm. yeah, so they used to have their own match history page and stuff, but they just deprecated. They're like, well, why are we spending a lot of time building this? It's not like our our main. We want to make Ari. We don't want. So I don't know if their stance has changed on that, um, but that was how it was. Gotcha. And so when you said you were, uh, just to follow up on the other games, when you said you're interested in build, you're looking, you know, building stuff for Valorant or Legends of Ruterra or TFT or other Riot products, are you talking about building, I mean, like additions to the website for those or also desktop overlays for some of them yeah, as so well? Yeah, we would look, be looking at both options because of our success with League of Legends desktop app. So, um, but we would also want web versions and we would mm -hmm. want to try to reuse the code if possible um, for our desktop app as well as like we can um, make sure we gotcha does Valorant allow uh, game overlays I don't I haven't I play it some I don't play it very often but I didn't even know if they allowed any yeah they have um, I'd say like right now the game overlays aren't very um, complex um, I also think like shooters are different you know, type of game where you might not need as much information. People want to just be good at clicking heads, right? So, um, but some of the, the, I think the main thing that people do like is you can have like essentially a live game of the players in your match, like as you're going in. Um, so that probably focus on for overlays. Um, we think there's some more interesting stuff we can do pre-game and um, information that we can give players that other sites aren't. Gotcha. Okay, because that's cool. Yeah, I I didn't know Valorant did one, but yeah, I can't imagine like there would be much information I would want to know, like you're saying. Yeah, the only thing you'd want to know is like stuff that is illegal. Like where where is this guy? Like can I <laughs> or maybe <laughs> or maybe would they recommend like given my economy, should I save this round? Should I not? Uh, I never. Yeah. I'm someone who I never want to save. Like I'm I, the only like you know like you said in Valorant, people just want in shooters. People want to be good at clicking heads, and that's like the one thing in Valorant I'm not good at is yeah. clicking heads. So I'm running around with like shotguns or specters or whatever. Like I just feel really bad saving because I'm terrible at pistol rounds and stuff. Eric's just I'm, bad at the core concept of shooters, which is shooting I, your. Yeah. Yes, yep. I, I, I'm with you. Like, that's why I like League of Legends and like other games that I would say require more like breadth of knowledge just because like I'm not good at the mechanics of shooting. I, I'm not, I don't play Fortnite, Apex Legends, Call of Duty, any of that stuff. I'm just not, not like how my, my hands work. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep, when I play uh, Valorant, I've been getting into Yoru just because I like the mind games of it because uh, I enjoy playing like Nico or other other characters that have like, you know, you can do some mind game stuff with them. But um, then when my mind games end, I still can't shoot people very well. So 
it doesn't work out that well. There's a reason that I've got placed in bronze and Valorant. Like it's, which is not to say that bronze is bad, but I'm not as uh, I'm not as good at Valorant as I am at um, League, and there's a very clear reason why. I'm not mechanically gifted, and that's okay. Um, so I guess one thing that I thought of, which I maybe did call out in the uh, notes specifically when that we talked about beforehand, but like uh, so for when you know when you're in the in Champ Select, it offers. Um, like you know, a few phrases that describe the character, the person that you're going to be playing with. Not the characters that they're trying to play, but the person. It could be like you know, first time on this champion, or good mood, or bad mood, or um, some of those. And uh, like how other than you know, good mood, bad mood is as simple as did they win or lose their last game and first time. That one's pretty self-explanatory. But um, how do you come up with you know deciding like which one? What do you want to display there? Um, deciding you know not necessarily what to call them because that'd be the easiest part of it but like what sort of things you want to track and tell people ahead of time and how do you balance like a lot of this because you're you know you're a stats application how do you balance all of this without balance giving information but not information overload as well because mm -hmm. that can be another issue yeah it's definitely tough um our approach is we usually try to give um what we think people but then we just test it like we built build a rapid prototype and test it out and then um, try to put in front of people if what their action um, and then so we'll have some user tests for people but also we'll be tracking metrics like are people using this are people like hovering hovering over these tabs or um, and generally do people like them I think we get a lot of uh, feedback from players people are very vocal about like hey like this tag is useless or like this thing is is bad um stuff like that then that's how we like iterate on those tags and, and try to make them gotcha yeah that's cool because I've, I've noticed a couple of different things that have been not like not useful but uh, are not completely useless or trash but there's been things i'm like i wish that this maybe would have looked into this or whatever but um Maybe I'll click the the settings button or the the feedback the little flag and, and send yeah, some feedback yeah. then. Yeah, just send us send us feedback. Um, we have somebody that does customer support. They always every have, um, and we definitely um, take the approach of listening to our users. I think that's like where we get the best information, um, which makes sense, right? Like people using yeah. your app are the ones. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Um, any, I mean, any other questions or, oh, so I guess we tell, you know, you said that you play league and stuff like that now and, and you're not great at Valorant, which none of us are really all that good. Uh, but, um, when you play league, what, what sort of champs you play in? What role do you play? Cause you know, we talked all about the stat site, but you know, the league is what got you into this. So mm -hmm. what do you play? Yeah. So I've been playing ADC, um, and I kind of like Phil for, for teams, so um, like I, I, I enjoy playing Clash, so I played Clash every year. I was playing with a friend, um, Bronze Scrubs. Somehow we ended up being like in like matched against flat and gold players. Sucked. Um, but then I was playing mid, and I like playing Victor or Control Mages. Um, and then normally I play ADC, so I've been playing lots of Sana, Jinx, Kaizen. Um, but if I. If I, my best role is support, uh, I I just, we were talking a little bit before the call and I hit diamond on support in like season I want to say season seven. That was the peak of my 
you know, ranked career. Um, but then everybody gives me shit. Sucks. But if I were to play support now, I think I'd still. I would never give you shit for that because I think that you know top is probably the easiest to get carried up there because you're kind of on an island support. You have to be both managing mm -hmm. bot lane, but also like a lot of times they're the shot callers or the macro mm -hmm. decision makers, and it's uh there's a lot of pressure there for sure. But I'm but also support in season seven was a different beast to where it is developed into in season twelve. Like mm -hmm. that's such a dynamic position. Yeah, I, I, what my rationale at the time was that support in seven like people didn't want to play. It was the least picked role. It was like wasn't good. Um, so I thought like if everyone else is bad at this role and I'm actually decent, then like I'm gonna win a lot of games, right? Because the difference, like assuming the rest of my team. Um, so then I played a bunch of support, and now it's like now they've made support a different animal that has you know different gold gain and stuff like that. Um, and like you're saying, like jungle seems to be the most auto uh, like filled, or you never get auto filled in jungle now. Um, so. Maybe jungle is the next role for me because you also make a lot of macro macro decisions, which I think is my strength. It's not the mechanics; it's like the macro. You win with your brain, not with your ability yeah. to click and move your screen fast. Okay. But you know, people able to click and move screen fast can definitely destroy me. Yeah. Yeah. John's good at both of those. Yeah, why not so both? He, he's good at. He's <laughs> why good at... not both? <laughs> exactly. Well, some of us don't have all of that talent, John. <laughs> or you can be like Kybe and be good at neither. Then. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding, Kybe. Eric, <laughs> play me in literally any shooter. You pick the game, and I will dumpster you. Okay. I just started playing. Give me a break. If Fallout New Vegas had a multiplayer mode, I would play you. No, in that. you wouldn't, because you'd get dropped. <laughs> nah, -uh. I got you, man. I'll just walk up with uh with a grenade launcher, and you'll be toast. Okay. But, but there's no multiplayer for that, so I guess we'll never know. It's okay. So okay, um, uh, how active? Because I know that you that GG. That's how I found you guys was through the and got this connection was through the Discord. How uh. What's uh how active is your Discord and your community around the the app? Like, what's the community you've tried guys have tried to build look mm -hmm. like? Um, I'd say like we do our best to work with Discord, and there are a good amount of users there. Um, but I don't think our Discord's like super super active. Um, in terms of like people finding different players to play with or like, um, but it's not like our main focus. I think at mm -hmm. one point in time we were. We want to try to add a little bit more um, social elements to U.GG. Um, one feature that I think is really good that somebody requested, which is not exactly talking to another person, but they wanted to take notes about um, players in their game, at least personal notes. So like if somebody feeds hmm. a lot in your game, you can like add a tag afterwards to be like, this person on Jin or whatever. And then you'll just have that note It'll be attached to that player, so if you ever get into another queue with that player, you'll have that note there. Um, we were thinking about doing stuff like adding comments to the end of post game. So like, imagine like every post game match, you can open it up and see comments there. Um, but then we're like, we're scared that people are just gonna flame each other because <laughs> that's, like, that's like what happens at the end of a post game. And and Riot changed like their post game too, right? Where it doesn't automatically go into that chat channel. Yeah. Um, but we are looking to support like more social features in UGG itself. 
um, so we don't have too much like in our Discord. Got okay. That would be pretty funny. But we That's do that... reply to all feedback emails. So if you want to like get in touch with us or figure out um, how to improve our applications, we do want to um, communicate. But we prefer email just because then we have like a uh, thing that we can reply to. Whereas chat, it can quickly go through and. Yeah, I like yeah. the that is pretty cool the idea of like having like the little tag with the player like that comes up in the uh, in the app like if you get in a game with them because then I mean if it's someone like that that you're talking about like hey they just feed on Jin every time you could just use that as your your one dodge for the uh, yeah for like the session. we could make it more robust but there are there are like like we could make it so everybody could. Like, if I comment on Eric and be like, this guy, he always feeds, right? <laughs> and then, John, you see Eric in your game, and you're like, this guy, okay, like, Alan was saying that. He's got, like, 20 other reports. Um, but, you know, it could be, like, I don't know if we want to open up to everybody, because it could be a beast, yeah. right? Like, if Eric just carries a game or or whatever, he's not being toxic at all, but people are, like, just mad at you for some reason. Because I'm a jungler and everyone's mad at yeah, junglers. Yeah, like this guy didn't come. No, Eric's or... just toxic. He's a toxic <laughs> player. Um, so we'll see how we want to net. Like I think with social features, it, it comes like how do you navigate it? Make sure people aren't right. Things we want. That makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Because I was thinking like you know oh, when you're talking about that sort of stuff. Oh, maybe there's like a, a an up arrow or a down arrow. Was this person enjoyable to play with? But then how many people actually use, like, a lot of people, you know, the honor system that's baked into the lead client that Riot collects, how many, like, a lot of people don't even use that necessarily. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and they only offer negative feedback. It's it's like, how much would people actually hit the up button? Would they only hit the net down button? Like, I totally get that there's the the selection bias of people using those and then and how to account for that. Like, I, that's, a, that's a very good consideration. I didn't think of that at face value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um... How, one thing I would say that I would just, I mean, I, you know, you you were talking earlier about improving some of the stat sites. So one thing I would say, if I had on my wish list, which is, this is completely non-binding, um, although I'd like it a lot, would be to add um, carry score to ARAM games. That would be sweet mm. because I, at every, I'm an ARAM god and I carry every single one of my games, which definitely not true, but um, I, that'd be that'd be sweet to see. I know for yeah. sure. We, you know. At one point in time, we were really considering improving our ARAM profiles. So, like, OPGG is centered around ranked player profiles. Um, and actually, like, I don't know if you get that. Um, like, the, the ARAM games exist, but I don't know if they aggregate or yada yada. So, we were thinking about, like, mm -hmm. what if we just created an ARAM profile? Because, you know, as I'm getting older, like, my preferred Q type is actually ARAM. Um, so... You know, for players like me with worse hands, like ARAM, we can give more in-depth statistics, like maybe troll stuff, I don't know. And then, like you're saying, like, give carries. Or... So, yeah. so, yes, we will think of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I need, because uh, I'm often running full health Nautilus, and I need to see how I'm doing compared to other full health Nautiluses. <laughs> It's not very popular, I'm sure, but it's it's hilarious just to sit there with the anchor boy and have four thousand health and and very low cooldowns and stuff and and using sunfire for like seventy damage per second. It's oh, it's a lot of fun. It's like my fourth item on Karthus and Aram. 
how like what's my win percent taking axiom arc on Karthus so I can just alt all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be I mean that would be sweet to see. I don't know of any stat sites that do like dynamic items based on, you know, what you've built so far and what mm. they would recommend yeah. after that. There's obviously, you know, the overlays with items and stuff, but dynamic items, that's a cool idea. Yeah, we were looking into dynamic items as um the issue becomes like sample size gets pretty small. Um sure. For for and actually like most games with League of Legends have three items, including boots. So it doesn't get too deep. Um but it is something that we were thinking about like can we recommend items to players as they're playing the game and depending on like enemy um it like adjust like what would what would um Okay. Yeah, I could totally see how sample size would be a bit of an issue there. So there, there, though. Yeah. Yep. Um, what's your favorite ARAM champion to play? My favorite ARAM champion is definitely one of the pokers, like Zerus or uh, or Jace. It's like annoying, but those are the most fun when you just like spear, like literally spear somebody, and then they just die. <laughs> Those are really fun, yeah. I, I ask because that's our question of the week right now in our Discord, so I'm sure people would love to hear about that. But yeah, and I I love pokers as well. Well, okay, I like playing Zoe, which is kind of pokish, although Zoe has... I don't understand how Zoe has a bad win rate uh, across like anywhere you look, patch by patch, whatever, in ARAM, because she's so good if you know what you're doing with her, but I guess maybe there's a bit of a skill floor to it. But other than that, uh, I love to build non-lethality champions lethality like uh oh. like playing prowler's claw set yeah yeah it's a lot of fun yeah what's like your favorite uh what's your favorite like off meta um thing to run if you're feeling you know you've had a beer or two in you and you're feeling like okay i kind of want to just like have some fun and it's not i'm not you know going like uh Timo jungle or anything or something like yumi jungle not something that's totally troll but like what's your favorite off meta thing to kind of go yeah i like playing like attack speed bard which is pretty <laughs> troll but i've always like my when i was playing um a lot of support played i made like thresh and bard because those were like the skillful support champions um and then i ended up getting to like plat and i couldn't get higher so then i just played branch but I always have like a soft spot in my heart, my heart for Bard. So I have the Bard Cup. And oh, nice. I think he's like a really funny champion, and it's fun hitting with the chimes like, like super quickly. So that would be my favorite option. Gosh, what skin do you run on Bard? Um, I was running the winter one, the winter Snow skin. Day Bard. Yeah. Yes, that's my favorite. That's Bard skin. That's the best one. That's the I right choice. That's a good Bard. It makes ganking so and then you easy. just like catch them. Yeah, it's like a pretty. I feel like it's a pretty hit or miss champion. <laughs> like you just miss everything, and then you're completely useless, or you hit everything, and it's godlike. Yeah, and you're like, this bard is absolutely insane. Yeah. The thing that yeah, a good bard yeah. totally transforms like it, it in Aram for sure, but also in like Summoner's Rift, a good bard totally transforms the way that the game shakes out. Given that like he doesn't need to be in lane to get XP, and all. Mm -hmm. it's it's just like totally game warping. And I, 
a lot of people I'm, I'm assuming as well as myself have troubles trying to understand how to play against how to play the game with a bard yeah. in it yeah because it's totally changes everything Yeah, like i'll have it's so nice when i'll be like for example like there was the one time i was playing uh i had a grit or a bard on my team and i was playing graves and we were uh, the top side of the map and i was ganking bot and i just walk up to like the part that's uh like the alcove where the blast cone is to go into like you know where the bot bushes and he, he would always just walk right up there, sit there for like a second, and then just give me a portal, and we would just run through there. And he would gank with me, and we would just go wild. It's, it was so much fun. Like when, But then on like the, the flip side, like I'll know when I'm playing against a good bard when I'm like, I'm trying to chase him. He is literally like one HP, and then he like gets like three portals off, slows me like ten times, hits every Q, and I'm just like, okay, fine. <laughs> you can leave. You can leave. Another thing with Bard that, like, uh, as junglers, we have to pay attention to so much is now that he can deny yeah. Rift Herald shoves as well. And so you know that a good, you know, a good Bard from a bad Bard. Where once Rift Herald is taken, Bard's not on the map. He's just waiting and looking. Where is the Rift Herald going to be dropped? And I'm going to ult yeah. that tower. Like it's just he's just hiding in the jungle, waiting for that. It's, it's so, oh, it's that's so, so frustrating. Because like uh, I've had it like where. Like a plate, I'll set it up with my mid laner. The tower will be at like two and a half plates. Like the rift's gonna one shot it, you know. Like I have some vision, and then like it's about to hit. All of a sudden, Bard just comes out of nowhere, ults the turret from a mile away, and then I'm like, all right, well, I guess we don't get any plates or anything. <laughs> it's like it feels so bad. Yeah. Yep, so I don't know what it is that gives you that sort of sick satisfaction of, of making us junglers mad, but... Oh, yeah, it um... feels so good. It feels good when people are, like, in a choke point, and you just hit them with, like... And they're trying to run away, so they all spread out, and then they all get hit by a huge Bartle, and then everyone's just like, fuck, right? Because you know, like, Oriana's there, she's gonna ult you guys, like, it's gonna be terrible. That feels, that feels great. So, the worst is when you throw a Bartle... And then you mess it up, so like you're trying to save your teammate, but you end up getting him killed and saving the enemy somehow. So it's just like really bad for you. Um, yeah, those, and then everyone's question mark pinging you. That feels kind of bad. But then you just like type it on Bard. Question mark. The, that example of like saving the enemy and saving yourself just makes me think of there was a game, uh, a, an LCK game. It was like T1 against uh, Gen G like a year and a half ago or two years ago where um, Gen G were totally going to win the fight and win the series off of it. And then it was like a normal season game, but then uh, their support throws a bard ult right on and just it total because there was a I think it was a volleybear engaging onto someone throws the bard ult on top totally negates it volleybear comes out after his ult's already gone like it's it was disastrous to watch it was so like he totally fucked up the whole fight and then I I'm sure his team was just like god damn it bard I don't think they yeah. played bard the rest of the season or anything but it was like you ha that sort of shit happens yeah yep yeah okay well um. You know, I think we we've run through basically everything that we wanted to talk about or ask you. Is there anything that you wanted to plug other than you know the u.gg application and the website? Is there anything else like, of, do you guys run events? Is there anything that you wanted to plug or raise awareness about? Not really. Yeah, I just want to plug u.gg. Um, thanks for everyone that app for always really cool for anyone who who just uses the app. Um, 
and we're going to continue to make the features better. We want to be the best app at everything. Um, that's hard to do, but that's like what our what our goal is. We want to be the best client, best website. Gotcha. Um, cool. Well, with that, we'll wrap up. So yeah, thanks, Alan, for taking the time. This has been a great interview. Like I've, um, this is definitely one of the one of the best Patreon episodes that we've recorded. Uh, I'll say for sure. And then uh, I'm sure everyone else is gonna love when this gets released as well. So. Thanks for taking the time to come on with us. And uh, I hope I don't see your bard in games because I want my Rift Herald drop to go off well. But um, yeah, thanks for taking the time. And this has been great. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Um, you know, you've been in contact with me. Uh, I've been here and there. I'm busy with other stuff. So thanks for like um, getting everything ready and getting Yeah, thanks. So with that, this has been uh, the U.GG interview with Alan Patreon episode. And uh, thanks for taking the time and we'll wrap up here. So uh, take it easy, everyone. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we've provided. 